0: Vox Popcast, the weekly pseudo-academic roundtable of pop culture analysis with drinking and swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, but you can call me Mav, and I am once again here with my co-host, Wayne Wise. Hey, Wayne, how's it going? I'm good. How are you, Mav? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I, I, well, actually, no, I think I slept weird on the side of my head last night, and my neck is very crooked, and I got the thing going on where, like, like... For some reason I can turn, I have full range of motion if I look to the left, but if I turn more than like, you know, 30 degrees to my right, it hurts like a whole, and the audience does then, not care about then, this. Then, but then don't do
1: that. Yeah, yeah, it's that thing
0: where it's just like, so like, you know, until it gets better, I just have to, you know, please don't sneak up on me on the right because, you know, I won't. <laughs> <there and laughs> don't tell people weaknesses, math. <laughs> yes, don't. I don't want to be killed. Hopefully I'll be better by the time this airs. <laughs> I God, I hope so. I don't know. But yeah, it's been bothering me. I've had that that, that crook in my neck. It oh, hurts. But anyway, not, not what this episode's about, but that's how I'm doing.
1: <laughs> how about you? <laughs> I'm fine. I have none of that.
0: I, uh... <laughs> this is my old man complaint, which is which yeah. is relevant to the episode today, which is yeah. why I was <laughs> a, We got an old man show going on today. But hopefully uh an interesting old man show is that,
1: um... yeah. Well, I well an old man show, but I I think there are resonances with with more modern stuff as well. I,
0: yeah, I mean it's not. Uh, I guess we should we should explain what's going on. It's not exactly an old man show. The concept here was I saw an article online which was talking about several bands where. Most, if not all, of the members had died and they were talking about Leonard Skinnerd among other bands, mm-hmm. and saying, you know, Leonard Skinnerd is in the studio producing their newest album. I mean, you know, skinnerd has been around forever, so it's like their, you know, 400th yeah. album or something. I don't know. It's probably right. legit in the 20s, I would imagine. But they're producing an album right now except that none of the original members of Leonard Skinnerd are still alive. All of the original members have died. Now there are people in the band who've been in the band for decades, yeah. mm-hmm. but none of the actual original members of Skinnerd are with us anymore. And then I started thinking about, there are lots of rock bands like that, or if they're not, if they're not none, very few. So like I'm a big fan of Motown. There is one remaining member of the original Temptations. There's one original member of the Four Tops. Now, those bands are still around, but the people who are there are not the originals anymore. And you know, KISS KISS is a much younger band, and everybody's still alive, but two of the four members of KISS aren't originals. You know, they're they're they've replaced it. So my question is: this is a ship of theseus problem. When does a band stop being a band? If I replace all the members of the original band, with new people are they no longer the band and I just want to discuss that for like an hour and see where we go yeah. <laughs> um so that's a, that's the basic concept and you know I, I wanted to invite back somebody who I felt like would have strong opinions on this or or interesting opinions so I want to welcome back to the uh, to the show Jenny Burns hey Jenny
2: hey how you guys doing just to hey, I am not <laughs> I am not an old man
0: that's fair that's fair (laughs) but for listeners who don't remember we should uh, say how i met you um you were on this show a while back because you wrote a book uh, I made a comment just lamenting the days of mixtapes. And then a mutual friend of ours was like, I have a friend who wrote a book about mixtapes. She should be on your podcast. And I was like, sure. And that, okay. that's how we met <laughs> you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
1: and we recorded like two days later. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it was literally like real quick. Uh, but, um, but like mixtapes. concept will say, concept
2: the in the world of mixtapes, and the world of nostalgia, there are a lot of old men that have that fascination. Mm-hmm. It definitely yeah. sort of leans that oh, way. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And I guess it's not just an old man question. This could be any band. It just occurred to me because I guess I feel like the older the band, the more likely you are to lose members just because I mean, literally the ravages of time, right? People die, but when when I first proposed this concept to Wayne, the first thing that you mentioned, which one that I had thought of on my own as well, but like I, when I told you the concept, you very quickly said, "What about Menudo?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> which
1: which is which, know, designed designed to be that, right? Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. Menudo for those who's for anybody who's who wasn't you know thirteen years old in the seventies or eighties or nineties. Menudo was a boy band in uh, I believe they started in Puerto Rico. Um, believe, but they are yeah. they are a Latino boy band with the concept that you age out they are like
1: it, it, it's there it was a logan's run of bands
0: yes and when you are <laughs> and you get to be in menudo there's usually five members and ish something somewhere around there five six members and when you get to be um, seventeen or eighteen, and your voice is just too deep, and you sound too manly. You're out on your ass. Um, most notably, Ricky Martin. Um, it's probably mm-hmm. the most the most famous person who ever went through
1: that band. Yeah, he, yeah, and he's the one who was able to graduate from Menudo and have a, a solo career. Yeah, a massive yes. solo career. I mean, I'm yeah, sure ma- they've all right, worked. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you're right. They've probably all worked, but he had a massive mm-hmm. solo career. Mm-hmm.
2: You think about the world of boy bands, and you think about One Direction. You have Harry, who is like this mm-hmm. major star. And the only reason I was thinking about it is because the other night I was watching an ad and Niall Horan is now a judge on The Voice. And so the band no longer exists. The band no longer exists, but when you think of One Direction, you just automatically assume Harry Styles and so mm-hmm. that was sort of that same idea of like a built band where people aged out of it. And some of them went on to have these independent careers, but you know, not mm-hmm. quite Menudo where where you continue it over time. But I think the right. original idea of it was was similar.
0: So, all right, we can start there with the constructed band, right? So you've got, mm-hmm. if you've got a band like Minuto or you've got a band like One Direction or you know, where the band was put together by the record executives. This is not this is not, um, I don't know, boys to men, you know, four childhood friends. This is not the Beatles. Well, the Beatles is, you know, they met Ringo later, right? So yeah. but there are bands that were, you know, the reason Menudo exists, the reason One Direction exists is because somebody some record exec said, there shalt be a band and the band shalt be menudo, right? Like that's so there I feel pretty easy about the fact that I don't know who the original five members were. It doesn't matter. It's just this is who they are now. Mm-hmm. Like they're the, the band is just the IP. It's not the people, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think you know, it just in in thinking about it, I, so much of this for me personally, as a, a fan of music and a fan of bands, you know, a lot of it boils down to the personalities in the bands, who they are. Like it's it's impossible for me to conceptualize the Beatles without those four specific members. Except they existed before Ringo with two other guys, right? So, but but once Ringo got there, you know, can you make the argument that they weren't really the Beatles until he got there? Um, but you know, when they broke up, like by 1970, you couldn't really. And then you may be in a different universe. Paul quit. They hired somebody else, and the Beatles continued. And that's just the well, way he it died. Is. Everybody knows that. But, right, <laughs> Paul right. died, and was replaced uh, with another Paul. Everybody knows that. Exactly. Yes. Um, guy from uh, uh, Spooky Tooth, I believe. Badfinger. <laughs> that was part of the thing back then. Anyway, um, but just you know, it's unthinkable. You just we can't. I can't conceptualize the Beatles with someone else in it. Um, but you know, one of the founding members of the Rolling Stones, Brian Jones, died in what 1967, and they replaced him and moved on. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it was it was a thing at the time, but they still were able to do that. Uh, and and but he have been around
0: far longer without him than they ever were with him. No, is what you're abs-
1: getting. absolutely, absolutely, Uh You know, Ronnie Wood is the new guitar player. He's been there since 1973. Uh, so <laughs> you'd, have to,
2: you'd it, have to wonder in ahead, that Jenny. conversation if it had been Mick Jagger, would it have right. continued as Rolling Stones? Because I think part of the conversation is which member it is that's being replaced.
1: Yes. Yeah, and I I can replace
2: your lead singer in the same way. Although there are examples of that too, clearly.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and some of that is that goes back to that personality. Thing I mean, Mick, mm-hmm. I, yes, I I don't think they could have replaced McJag or Keith Richards, quite honestly, right? Uh, but, mm-hmm. but at the time, Brian Jones was I mean, he was one of the founders of the band. He was the significant songwriter for the band. He was definitely you know influential in the musical direction they were moving. And once he died, mm-hmm. that musical direction changed. Uh, so he he was significant, but they were able to move on. Um, but I, I think you're right that that personality, of the band thing. I you know we when Mav and I were talking about this earlier, we talked about Queen. And, you know, same thing, all four of those members and even John Deacon, the the bass player who kind of stood in the background, were songwriters. They were all an essential part of the sound of that band, mm-hmm. the look of that band. And I don't know that you could have replaced any one of them. And certainly once Freddie was gone, it was just no longer Queen. And even though they have continued, uh Brian and Roger have continued to, to tour and perform Queen songs. They perform as Queen with Adam Lambert, Queen with oh, Roger Waters. Yes, um, and they're and they're performing the old songs. And I think even more significantly, they haven't released any new music as Queen.
0: Well, they, one album right after Freddie right, died. But, but, but Made but in, that was, he was that alive. Was He's alive on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah in right,
1: right. Yeah.
2: So and I think of it as Freddie Mercury, and I recognize that there are people who they couldn't see Freddie Mercury because he died. And so Adam Lambert mm-hmm. is their version of Queen. But to mm-hmm. me, it's no longer Queen. As you said, Wayne, it's yeah. Queen with Adam Lambert. Yeah, 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 they've
1: become their own tribute band. And I, I think Roger and, and Brian have been very sensitive to that.
0: Well, yeah. are they? Because that's that's the question, right? Because Roger and Brian believe that they are Queen. And Adam Lambert is on stage with them. They believe mm-hmm. that they're queen without Freddie and, oh yeah, John's not there. anymore. everybody forgets that John's not there anymore, but John, yeah. John retired like four years yeah. after Freddie died. It's, he's, it's he's, he's, a wife.
1: Yeah. He's still active in the background of the business of queen. Yes, but he's, he's not yeah, my yeah. understanding. Yeah.
0: Yes. But he's not on stage anymore. Mm-hmm. He, he uh, I yeah. believe he had health problems. And also he was just like, I'm an old man. Why are we doing I'm, this? Yeah. I'm tired of doing this. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I well, yes, they they do, and I think you know they uh, they both wrote hit songs. They it wouldn't mm-hmm. have been Queen without them. Uh, I think they have every right to continue performing their songs as long as they want to, okay, in, in, in whatever form they 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 wish to. But but like I say they're not. I I think the way they're marketing it is very different than just replacing the lead singer and saying they're Queen.
0: Which I agree. But here's the question I pose: so if you look at the blog, I mentioned this in some of the comments, and I don't think anybody had a really good answer for it, but. I I agree with you. I conceptually agree with you mm-hmm. that there is something about Brian and Roger, B. Roger. that makes makes them Queen, right? Mm-hmm. If Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney play on stage together with two, three, four other people, are they the Beatles featuring, you know, whoever?
1: Yeah. I you know that and that's a good question. I don't know. Um cuz they've done it, but they yeah. don't
0: call themselves that. What what right. they've do- what they've done several times is they've said um and they've said here's a special performance featuring uh Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, and I don't remember who, so I'm just going to say right. And right. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, yeah. but right. they're not, but they're not being the Beatles. They're being Paul McCartney, Ringo, and two of their friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're singing a Beatles song. They're singing Abbey Road, but it's yeah. not the Beatles. <laughs> you yeah. know,
1: like, what do you do with yeah. that? Yeah. And I, you know, and maybe that's just, that's a matter of time frame. Had they started doing that in 1974 instead of, to, you know 2012 or whatever yeah <laughs> right, right. It, yeah. It, that might have had a different feel to it because i mean and queen took some time off you know it was early 2000s before they started touring with roger waters mm-hmm. um so you know it, yeah i i don't know that it, that is that's a good question um I
2: think part of it has to do with legacy and fans as well Yeah, because we can name all the members of the beatles everyone knows john paul right Ringo, you know i don't yeah. know that you can name every member of I don't know. I'm going to pull up Kingston Trio. That's another band. It's a band my mom likes. I happen to be taking my yeah. mom to the Kingston Trio. There's not a single original member who's alive. It's still Kingston right. Trio. Couldn't tell yeah. you who mm-hmm. the members are. So I, th- I think mm-hmm. the fans yes. partially determine some of it.
1: Yeah, I and I think I think that's accurate as well. Um, I, I'm going to talk about a, a band. I, I saw a band a week and a half ago. I wanted to put off recording this episode until after I saw them. Saw two bands, um, both of whom fall in this category. The, the the first band was a '70s band called Angel that nobody's really heard of. Uh, I was a fan back in the day. They were discovered by Gene Simmons of Kiss. They were signed by his record label Casablanca. And they were promoted as, I mean, where Kiss was all black leather and silver and chains and all this stuff. Angel was on stage, as their name implies, all in white. And but they they were very much doing that giant rock show kind of thing. Right. And they just never clicked. You know, like they, they just, were, they, they put out six albums, five, six albums in the 70s. And me and six other people heard them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they disappeared for 20 or 30 years. And then they put out an album in the 90s and then they disappeared for another 20 years. But the, the lead singer and the guitarist got back together a few years ago. They've released two new albums of material, and they're touring with three other guys, four other guys in the band as Angel and performing the old song, as well as recording new stuff. So I, I got to see them. I, I met them, um, and it was really cool for me as someone who listened to this album when I was 15 years old to see them to see that music performed live that's something i thought would never happen uh is it the same band no but if you listen to those four or five albums from the 70s they were replacing bass players left and right on every one of those albums it wasn't Mm -hmm. really the same band on every album back then either um and very much the singer and guitarist are the core of that band in terms of look and image and sound um the other one I think is is even more significant. I, I'm and I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I'm going to go on a long rambling story, uh, so <laughs> bear with me. There was a band in the '70s, late '60s, throughout the '70s called The Sweet. Fox on the Run, Ballroom Blitz, Love Is Like Oxygen, um, and you know they they had a few hits here. In Great Britain and Europe, they were they were huge. They were million sellers. They were top 10 artists. They had like 13 top 10 songs. Um, they were all millionaires, whatever. Um, they split up in the late 70s, early 80s through a variety of reasons. Over the years, pretty much everybody in that band has attempted to resurrect it with different people. Uh, sometime in the last 20 years, uh, the, the drummer and the singer died, both died in the 90s. Uh, The guitarist lived in Great Britain, and he had a version of the suite that he recorded and toured with in Great Britain and Europe. The bass player lived in Los Angeles, and he had a version of the suite that he recorded and toured with in America. And they had a legal agreement that, hey, we can both do this. So flash forward to two years ago, the bass player passed away. His version of the band has continued without him with his blessing, his estate's blessing. But it's none of the original members. So that's who I saw with Angel a week and a half ago. (laughs) So 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 four guys or whatever. Four four guys on stage, none of whom are the original members, two of whom played with Steve, the original bass player, like twice as long as the existence of the band, The Suite, the original band. Um, and you the fan response. I, as a fan of that band, I was very aware it was none of them. It still fulfilled mm-hmm. something for me seeing those songs performed live. it felt, I mean, it was a tribute certainly, but it felt different than just if you and I formed a sweet tribute band. Sure. There's a legacy there. Uh, the bass mm-hmm. player, Steve, Steve's bass guitar was sitting on a stand on the stage. So there was an acknowledgement of his presence. Um, but I mean, that, For 50 years now, there have been multiple iterations of what that band was by all of the members. Mm-hmm. And I just I find that fascinating. And you, if you go to that version of Sweet's Facebook page, like people are just terrible. There's like hang it up. You're just a cover band now. You're not whatever. And you know, sitting sitting in the audience, like I'm very aware that they're all dead except the guy in England. And in that moment, I didn't care. Okay. <laughs> I just I really it, it felt like a fulfillment of something I've been wanting to see since I was 12 years old.
2: Partially the sound. Did, did they continue the sound from what you remember them as only?
1: Absolutely. Um, And they they dug deep. Part of the thing with the suite is they had a lot of top 10 hits that were very much, they started out very much as a bubblegum pop band because that's the way they were marketed and put together and whatever. They really wanted to be a rock band. So the B-sides mm-hmm. of all their bubblegum hits were songs that they had written themselves, and they were much heavier, much more rock and song. And this set leaned heavily on that stuff rather than bubblegum pop stuff. And as a fan who knows that stuff, it was really great to hear in that context. But when they did Fox on the Run and Ballroom Blitz and Love is Like Oxygen and the stuff that people know, I thought they just killed it. I, you know, they they It was definitely the sound. There was a quality of that band signifiers of their sound, their harmonies, the the guitar parts, uh, the vocals. I mean, the lead singer had a different voice than the original guy, but he didn't try to ham it up or make it entirely his own. He was very true to the originals. So, but I mean, that's an extreme example of of what we're talking about. But I, you know, going back to just original members and all that stuff, you know, for me, so much of it is, it's that personalities in the band. I said, we can all name the Beatles, right? Like we, a lot of people can name the Stones. A lot of people can name Queen. Deep Purple was one of the biggest bands in the 1970s. And for the first 10 years of their existence, there were four different iterations of the band. Fandom referred to them as phase one, phase two, phase three, and phase four with different okay. singers. Um, so you know, I and I was never able to get into them back then because it was just a random assortment of five guys in blue jeans. Hmm. You know, th- there was nothing for me to lock onto in terms of personality of the band. Um, I mentioned in the blog, you know, Black Sabbath, uh, there's the original four guys and there have been nine singers of Black Sabbath. And it's like any bloggers- of the originals. In-
0: Is anybody yeah. in Black Sabbath or an original person?
1: Right um, now? Tony Iommi. Um, okay. He's the guitarist. It seems like as long as Tony's there, it's Black Sabbath. Um, okay. So, so you're saying it does require him? Yeah. And and with them, it seems to. Now, you know, maybe if they did the thing the suite did, you know, maybe, maybe Tony could be replaced at some point as well. Uh, and I, I'm not sure who makes up the band at the moment because they've all sort of come and gone over the years
2: so hmm. let me do another sort of example of a classic band everyone knows them i'm just beach boys so i mm-hmm. up in a world that my parents love the beach boys had all the beach boys albums i know all about the beach boys watch the documentaries on the beach boys the beach boys love to do christmas tours but in the same year you can go to the beach boys christmas tour or you can go to the brian wilson tour playing beach boys music and if you know beach boys there is a reason why it is one or the other and so when brian wilson performs he performs beach boy songs but he doesn't perform as the beach boys the guys mm-hmm. who perform as the beach boys are mike love some of the peasants links interesting mm-hmm. is that i was looking this up because i was trying to remember the details in october of 2020 mike love performed trump re-election campaign events as the beach boys and
3: mm-hmm.
2: brian wilson and al jardine actually had to release a statement saying that they as original members of the beach boys did not approve the beach boys running trump In this case it's not yeah a, i can see that still a men- member and you have a split where you have two different groups of people who are both performing beach boys representing the beach boys and the mm-hmm. fans have either pick and choose or be aware of the politics um of, yeah. of do the of beach boys
0: well, and, do the and, beach some boys of perform t- with all four members right now at all ever like brian i like i i thought they sometimes perform with Wilson and Love and, you know, and Uncle Jesse. I mean, but, I, but, you know, like, so but don't they?
2: Wilson and Wilson and Al Jardine tend to perform together and Mike Love tends to perform as the Beach Boys. There are occasional reasons why they were all performed as a group, but when they do, they don't ever tour as all of the original members. Okay. There are other some members of, of the Wilson and Jardine family. There are sons can hit the high note right. to perform with them. And I joke, um, but,
0: but in all seriousness, and John Stamos, yeah. I've seen John Stamos yeah. on stage with them.
1: So, yeah. Some of that boils down to the legalities of who has the legal right to use the name. Let's say this example I gave of the suite they worked it out where they could both use that name as long as one stayed in America and the other stayed in Europe.
0: So I do want to bring up another version of that or two more versions of that. Actually Um, the notable one that I can think of is the band. Yes. Mm. Which split for. I don't know exactly, but I think literally for like 20 years there were two bands called Yes, um, each with half of the original membership and they did not get along. And it was just it was like by court order that because uh, like I there was the original band. Yes. And then there was a band. Yes. Featuring Anderson, Raven and Wakeman at yeah. ARW. And it was there were two different Yes logos. There were two bands releasing albums called Yes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm parallel at the same time. Um, and they eventually rejoin back together, I guess. But like, it, it, that's a question of who is the real yes right now. Um, and Ooh. then the other version that I would, that I would pick up is um, a band that one of my favorite bands from when I was younger, uh, in Vogue, in Vogue has four original members. There is currently a band called in Vogue. That is a trio that has two of the original members and one of the later members. And there's another band called Funky Divas. Funky Divas is the name of En Vogue's second album, I think, or maybe the third album. I I can't remember. But like there's a band called Funky Divas, which is the other two original members, both of whom sing the En Vogue catalog. They do not get along. These, these women mm. hate each other, hate each other currently. And they're always on tour, just sort of, you know, being alternate universe versions of the In Vogue band. And which one's the, re- I mean, I guess one of them gets to call themselves In Vogue. So they're the real band, mm. except for the most famous member of In Vogue is easily Dawn and she's in, in Funky Divas. So which one's real? I don't know. Mm. As a fan. Yeah. Which I one
2: have so would you much uh i would go to
0: either actually because i like because i really like all their voices i'd go to i would listen to either and be like oh if only they could get along um but
2: like you consider them both in vogue You consider consider them both
0: in vogue i I understand why the law says that dawn can't use the name in vogue but like she was the lead singer and Frankly, the band calling themselves in vogue while they sing in vogue songs, since the lead isn't there. They sound less like in vogue than yeah. the funky divas does.
3: Yeah, and it's right. the
0: same thing as the Brian Wilson thing, where Brian Wilson sings, you know, like he'll go out there and and, and sing Beach Boy songs, and you're like, oh, it's Brian Wilson not being the Beach Boys. Okay, sure. You know? <laughs> well, and, <laughs> yeah, the, the
1: the whole the Van Halen thing. You know, we had Van yeah. Halen, Van Hagar, and whoever that other guy was that Thursday yeah It wasn't
0: it wasn't David Lee Roth or Jeremy yeah, right. yet, yeah.
1: <laughs> or Sammy Hagar. Yeah, that right. what was that guy's
0: name? Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I said it was a joke, but now I'm like, I don't know his name. I know who you're talking about.
1: That dude, he's not Hagar or Arath. What is his name? Right. Yeah, I can't I can't tell you either uh, off the top of my head. Um,
2: That's one of those. Sorry. I listen to Van Halen, David Lee Roth. So to me, Van Halen is David Lee Roth. I remember the videos on MTV. I, I know Sammy yeah, Hagar Gary, is in there yeah. too, but to me, that's yeah. the iconic Van Halen. Well, and, and that's
1: and that's where I was with that as well. I'm mean, yeah, but you know, it was it was uh, it was the Van Halen brothers band, and it was named after them, so they kept that. But yeah, I I agree. To me, the iconic Van Halen is is the David Lee Roth, and that's nothing against you know, Sammy Gary Hagar, Yeah, Gary Sharon. Gary, yep.
0: Yeah. Wow, I was never going to come up with. That without googling it, <laughs> <laughs> he did three years. Uh, Can you believe that? <laughs> how is that possible? Sitting, you know, he he the band right. Um, he looks like he's on at least one album. Yeah, he's on Van Halen three. I would have never remembered that. Wow, <laughs> how, how is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> um, another. I mean, just if we're still talking about these bands that uh, split up and everything. I, this is a, this is going to be a weird one for probably everybody but me. Um, cause it's not a band really splitting up. It's Parliament, Funkadelic, Parliament, Funkadelic, and the P Funk All Stars. Yep.
1: I was going to bring those up about three minutes ago. I thought of them. I was going to ask you what you those, thought
0: of that. Um, Okay, Because, because essentially
1: it, as long as George Clinton's on stage it's some variation of that band, right? Yes,
0: yes. I think that George Clinton being on stage can make any variation of that band viable.
1: Um uh, I think any if group, he's on, I if, think if, if, he, if George Clinton is on stage with Van Halen it becomes the P-Funk All-Stars. It becomes the P-Funk All-Stars. Yes.
0: <laughs> and um and I have in my head. I have nebulous. And I wonder if this is other P Funk fans probably feel this way too. I have really weird, hard to like vocalize logic as to whether I'm listening to Parliament, to Funkadelic, to par- Parliament Funkadelic, or to the P Funk All Stars. Those are four different groups, <laughs> um, and and I can I can separate them in my head. And the only one that can legitimately perform without clinton is parliament funkadelic needs him p-funk absolutely needs him but maybe that's going to change because he's getting really old like i know he wants his daughter to be able to like carry Mm -hmm. on the p-funk tradition and i'm and i'm deciding and i cannot explain to you why i think parliament can exist without without clinton but Funkadelic cannot. Yeah. I can't explain right. to you why, but yeah. I just have a reason in my head that I, like is nebulous
1: and weird. I, I saw them <laughs> saw them four or five years ago, and he pretty much performed the entire thing sitting in a chair. Just uh, he, he's he, been doing
0: that for but, a while. Yeah, he is a very old yeah. man, and he yep. but the music won't yep. let him go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's got the funk. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. I don't know. I can't. And I can't explain that one. Like so when. Like the band doesn't need Bootsy. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. need anybody. It, it, it needs George and George can Well, see, I don't know. Like I said, I think maybe the band can out can outlast. The band has outlasted, you know, zap, you know, so like maybe mm-hmm. the band can outlast well, George, well, but like, great, it just feels weird
1: outlasted Jerry, you know, it, it's, the, it's the dead experience that they've continued to tour. Uh, yeah. and, you know, and, and, and there were certainly Jerry was the focal point, but you know, he certainly wasn't the yeah. only important mm-hmm. member of that band right um and and you know there's Info some early members huge. yeah right right um so they they have continued that and i i think some of that is there's that business end of that as well like because they they is if people are still willing to pay money for a jerry List dead show then they're going to do that and more power to them i i don't have a problem with that um it just you know where do the expectations change
2: and I think in that case, they advertise themselves dead and co because they always yeah. have tons of guests who come mm-hmm. and not right. the same experience right. as Grateful Dead. And so you right. know that getting it songs mm-hmm. free. Um, and so I think I was listening to something the other day describing Greta Van Fleet as Led Zeppelin cosplay which I mm-hmm. thought was a hilarious description. <laughs> yep. And the I, conversation they were having was that this is a group of people who are never going to be Led Zeppelin and they want a Led Zeppelin-type mm-hmm. experience. So mm-hmm. they can see the sure. Greta Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. And, and I definitely post I, I, that I, same
1: thing. Yeah, yeah. and, okay. and I, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of Greta Van Fleet stuff that I I do really like. I absolutely hear that that Zeppelin influence. Mm-hmm. Um, their last two albums have moved away from that some. Like They're finding more and more of their own sound. Yeah. You know every band that comes every young band that comes out is influenced by somebody theirs was just so you know overtly influenced. <laughs> I will say I saw them in Pittsburgh five or six years ago, and live they killed it um and you say what you will about them them being a Led Zeppelin. You know, sound like or whatever, that guitarist just blew me away. You know, he, he's twenty-one-year-old guitar god in the old-school definition of that. Mm-hmm.
2: Have an incredible um, fan but, base, but, and but, I don't, I don't think their yeah. fans would say that way. But I think for yeah. someone who, who's coming out of that old nation, that's kind of yeah. Few
1: absolutely yeah absolutely uh, and and it's there i mean if you listen to that first album of theirs, there's uh, your first thought is wow they sound a lot, a lot like led zeppelin uh <laughs> you give it more of a listen than that and you you hear the stuff they're doing there's also that sense of they are very young and if you know, they're very talented they're very young and they are just finding their place in this business so we'll, we'll see where that goes
3: yeah
0: absolutely have but, but yes a question, absolutely i have a question then is music special? Cause I'm, I'm wondering, I, I mean, I made the point in the blog, I think we don't expect the people on the field during a football game to be the original Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, those people would be a hundred years old, right? Like the, like, yeah. it's still the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's still the, the New York Mets. It's still the, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers, like any sports team is the, the team and time goes on and, and members get replaced, even though, there's like there's a lineage, right? Like you replace mm-hmm. one member at a time, but like we don't expect them to be the same, the same people. And I'd still and you, say I've seen the Steelers play, even though it's not the team from the 70s or the team from the 60s yeah. or whatever. Right.
1: Yeah. So and, and you made the same point about, you know, uh uh wow my new york philharmonic just, or, orchestra yes, or something you, yeah, yeah orchestra yeah. that was the word i was struggling for there well yeah, yeah. That, but some of that i think is the expectation going into it you know you mm-hmm. you know when you go it's going to be a different people um
0: right but i know but like i know that jerry garcia has been dead for a long time mm-hmm. you know like freddie mercury Freddie Mercury has been dead for longer than he was around mm-hmm. in the band. Right. Like it, he's been gone a long, long time. So I don't expect him to be on stage if I go to see, you know, the Roger and Brian show. So yeah. if, if they want to call themselves Queen, I know what I'm going to get. So I don't. Yeah, think it's weird. Yeah. Um, And so but I think.
2: I'm going to throw Mm -hmm. a wrinkle into your conversation because I think it's about who the original artist is. You have to throw in music of Broadway because for a fan of Broadway, the original cast recording matters. When you go to see Hamilton, it's different if you see Lin-Manuel. Miranda, or you see who is replaced and someone else comes on. So when Brunton right. saw The Waitress with Sarah Varela, that was what The Waitress was and She's come back and reprised her role and brought back The Waitress because it's the one who originally did, did the show. But for Broadway fans, they know that it's unusual that original person, that mm. Piece. And we don't assume that if you're going to be, I don't know, wicked, that you're going to see the original cast recording. You know that in Broad, it's going to transition over time. It's just a given. Mm.
0: Right. But, like, yeah, well, I mean, Phantom of the Opera performed. Thousands and thousands of shows. Right. Let's see, 1988 through 2023, so 13,000 shows, no, almost 14,000, 13,981, oh, 81 performances over a course of you know 40 years, almost. Paul Stanley
1: of um, Kiss performed the role for a while.
0: Okay, so so oh, yeah, so <laughs> 30. Well, okay, 35 years of Phantom, right uh, of a Phantom of the Opera. I am I seeing Phantom of the Opera if I went in 2023. I th- I think I am. I mean, yeah. I understand that none of those original people are there, but I but I think I'm still seeing Phantom. And uh, but I also do see what Jenny's saying. I think that there is um like when people there's a certain pride to going to the original performance of Hamilton, even mm-hmm. though right. none of those people have been on stage in a long time. But I'd also say that probably most of the people who say they saw the original Hamilton. What they mean is the original Broadway cast and the original performance on Broadway, not the previews from before it opened when he was workshopping it. So aren't those people more the original cast?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, and and there's some of that in in music as well. You know, I'm happy oh, that's to the say. Problem. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to say I saw Queen. Like, I saw mm. Queen, not not the the current version. Okay, and and, and there is there, there's something to be be said for having that experience. You know, like it's like, do I wish I'd seen the original suite? Yes, I was twelve. Uh, Same way you, Angel, back in the seventies. If I had access, I I don't know if they ever played Pittsburgh back then or not. But I didn't live Mm -hmm. in the city when I was sixteen and probably couldn't have gotten here. Um, Would I have liked to have had that experience back then? Yep. But you know,
2: (laughs) well, one is that you and I talked about Matt talking about this episode was NXS. Because I saw In Excess was the first concert I ever went to. I Michael Hutchins. Success is Michael Hutchins. Mm-hmm. But then In Excess mm-hmm. went mm-hmm. away. There's a brief moment Terrence Trent Darby, lead singer of In Excess. Yes.
0: That was <laughs> weird. That. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They've had yeah. a lot. Yeah. They've had a lot.
2: <laughs> then, Yeah. They actually threw this whole phase of reality TV show and there was Rockstar In Excess. Rockstar In Excess. Yeah, entire season of people who got to audition to be lead singer of NXS, the guy who won, JD Fortune. JD Fortune. (laughs) Yep, he released (laughs) an album, he got fired, he came back. To me, that's not success, but that's because Uh, I got to (laughs) be with Michael Hutchins. So, in the same way, Wayne, you're saying you got Queen, I got to see NXS. Well,
3: Well, well,
1: have you guys listened to the Two Doors albums that were released after Jim Norrison died? No, because no No. one has.
0: No, I didn't. (laughs) Okay.
1: yeah, but- and and they, but they did they tried to continue and you know that's the case the door sound i mean yes morrison's lyrics and his stage presence and and his voice was so emblematic of that band but it's not like those other three guys weren't exceptionally talented and responsible for the sound of the doors and they released two albums after jim died and nobody cared so
0: question for jenny then right because i i have not seen in excess live um i've heard their music you know much of my life um and i did watch every episode of rockstar in excess um i was (laughs) i i you know it was the conceptually it was a really interesting show and here's why um and and jenny you've seen them as well right so uh because my my, my feeling on the rockstar in excess okay Well, me too. But one thing is indelibly etched in my mind. And that thing is that JD fortune was not the best performer on, uh, on rockstar in excess, uh, Marty Casey of the love hammers was Ah. probably the best. But the problem with Marty Casey is that Marty Casey was a guy who had his own band called the Love Hammers or Marty and the Love Hammers. Um, uh, Actually, not the Love Hammers, just Love Hammers. There's no thought I remember that. Um, But Marty clearly wanted Love Hammers to make it and be big. And they were a gigging, working rock band that, you know, wasn't in excess famous, but they were around. And he clearly was more devoted to Love Hammers than he was to NXS, but he had this opportunity come along and I think he probably thought, Hey I'll perform on this show for three weeks until like I get kicked off and that's going to sell some of my album. And then he almost won it and he went real, real deep into the thing. And then JD fortune was a guy who grew up idolizing Hutchins and like really, really wanting to be in this band. And I think the band saw that and they saw that JD fit the mold of being in in excess more than Marty who just wanted to be his own musician and Marty was going to inevitably leave them and have a solo career and JD was going to, you know, flame out with a drug problem. (laughs) because because that's it because you saw it coming right like you saw when 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 you saw jd fortune on that thing you're like oh my god you are you clearly are going to do all the drugs you're gonna fit right in that's like how i saw it and and like i i don't know I, i i feel more like he was yeah well he was he was a tribute to Hutchins, right
2: yeah, because yep. mm-hmm. I think part of the whole conversation we're having, like on Vogue and who's this of En Vogue, it's it's partially vibing with the band. And the fact that yeah. J.D. could vibe with NXS, he was willing to pay homage to Michael Hutchins, Marty, whereas the other guy was basically setting up that he wanted to become a singer on The Voice where he could bring yes. his own music yeah, so yeah he could have been on the, the voice or
0: american idol would have been better for
2: him mm-hmm. right where like adam lambert he knows he's there to pay homage to freddie mercury he knows that yes. that's his job and queen and so mm-hmm. that's part of it when we when we're the big question what's a band a band are you still continuing this this feeling of i respect who the band was i respect who the band is i'm not trying mm-hmm. to make it own story in some new and different way I think J.D. Fortune, Mm -hmm. the fact that he was, you know, a fanboy more or less, that was going to a lot of points with the Mm Bampers who needed to bring him on to do that.
0: And then, of course, he did flame out in a massive drug problem because he because yeah. obviously he was going to, you know, it was it was really clear. It was, from the, very- it was
2: the era. It was, and that's not a shock. But, yeah,
1: yeah, There's the the with Journey, you know, the original singer Steve Perry left after many, many years, and they replaced him with the lead singer of a Journey tribute band. I mean, talk about you getting to live your dream, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: So, so are right they still Journey, though? Yeah, well, yeah, and, and that's it. It's pretty much, um, you yeah, know, it's. One or two of the original members, a, a new singer and a couple other guys. But yeah, Journey's mm-hmm. another one of those bands. You know, yeah. They've replaced a number of members. Mm-hmm. So is yeah, but yeah they're, still, they're still recording under that name. And- mm-hmm.
2: So one of the bands I grew up loving was Aerosmith. But the mm-hmm. long, mm-hmm. long-standing love hate between Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. And they break mm-hmm. up and act together and they perform again. And they're supposed to be on a concert tour right now. They announced all the shows. They were in Steven Pittsburgh last week. Okay, <clears throat> and Steven Tyler yeah. once again can't form because of vocal cord problem. Again, they're talking about replacing Steven Tyler. There was a brief moment when Axl Rose performed Aerosmith.
3: Yeah, I and remember. So, you know,
2: it, yeah, is it the band without Tyler? I don't think so, but again, no. that's yeah. the band that I do no. it as. Uh, I'd I'd
0: um, say Axl Rose fronting Aerosmith is just as much Guns N' Roses as it is Aerosmith. I would agree. Like, I don't don't think that works. Um, And I I mean, okay, but GNR is a good example, right? Is Guns N' Roses five guys standing behind Axl Rose or is Guns N' Roses three guys and Slash standing behind Axl Rose? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I was gonna, I was gonna name the other guys, and I was like, nah, Slash. It's I, like, yeah. cause like, cause like, Slash is such a part of Guns and Roses that mm-hmm. when he leaves, they fake it by sticking a bucket on some dude's head and be like, yeah, you're, you're, you're Slash-ish. You're good enough. Yeah. And it, he, he, Buckethead was not Slash, but I mean, like, that's part of the like, they were aware of what they were doing, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think, I do you know, can like, have
2: Guns and Roses without yeah. Slash.
0: But yeah. Axel disagrees because he's still using that name.
1: Right. I
0: believe Guns N' Roses is still performing as Guns N' Roses with the with Axel being um oh look at according to Wikipedia, current members of Guns N' Roses are Axel Rose, uh Duff slash. Yeah. So those are the ones that matter. And then, mm-hmm. you know, uh Dizzy is there, Richard Forbes. Oh wow. So apparently apparently Slash is in is, is in Guns N' Roses right now, okay. I guess, at least according to Wikipedia. Um, I mean, I did not know that. They're all very old men, I guess, you know.
1: Yeah. I that I just um you know another example Melissa Reese. I want to use mm-hmm. is, is um Alice Cooper. You know, when you think okay. of Alice Cooper, you think of the person Alice Cooper. Person originally also the band, yeah. Yeah, originally the name referred to the entire band. Right. And that band hasn't existed since 1974, uh, mm-hmm. except Alice Cooper continued recording. So if you look at the discography, it's all listed as Alice Cooper, but it's been a solo act since 1975 with any number of different band combinations behind him. Uh, and and Alice Cooper Vans and me among them, there's a very distinct break. I like both, but there's a distinct break between what the original band was and what it became when he was solo act. But you know, most people don't think of that at all. They just think of you know, the the personage of Alice Cooper. So is Slash
0: it- and Duff have been back since twenty sixteen. Huh? How is that possible? <laughs> 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 both of them. They've been back. They've both been there since two thousand sixteen. Wow. Sorry.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> your a solo act is important too because no one is mm-hmm. out to question if Taylor Swift is performing as Taylor Swift. You don't necessarily know mm-hmm. who any of the band members are because you solo act.
3: Yeah. For right. me, when I think yes. of Alice
2: Cooper, I think of that person. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think of the band in the way that you do, Wayne. So it wouldn't occur mm-hmm. me to think about who's backing Alice Cooper yeah. as the person. But again, and, it depends when you were following them.
1: Right. And 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 it hasn't it hasn't been a full band in say, since 1974. Uh, although right now there's talk about him recording and, and pretty much all of the original members, uh except Glenn, who passed away in the nineties have worked with him again on albums. Um, But there's talk right now of the original band recording just as them with a new guitarist replace Glenn, Mm -hmm. um, which which as a fan I'm looking forward to, but it will be credited as Alice Cooper, which is no different than has been credited since 1967.
0: Um, see you mentioning that like, and I didn't say this in the blog because like you guys talking, talking about this didn't make me think till just now do I consider the revolution to be the revolution? Cause I, and I, and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so for what I'm getting at, if you're, if you're, if you're not me and you're not aware of, you know, um, Prince, greatest performer of all time. Yeah. Um, Prince has a band, uh, the revolution. It is um, basically Prince's original band. When, when they first start, when Prince first starts, he's Prince and Prince's band. And then a couple members change and then he formalizes naming the band a couple albums in. Um, it's more or less the original band, uh, Modula, two members, and they have Prince and the Revolution. And they're Prince and the Revolution until the point at which, depending on how you look at it, they quit or Prince fires most of the band. Except for Dr. Fink leaves. Let's put it that way, they leave. And then he becomes Prince in the New Power generation. And he's had several bands since that time. Um, and then he wouldn't let the others use the name The Revolution, even when they recorded together. So they just became like Wendy and Lisa, you know, who were from the Revolution. Um, but now he lightened later on in life, he lightened up on that after he made up with people. And now the members of the band that were Prince and the Revolution currently tour as the Revolution. Prince is dead mm-hmm. and they apparently have his, had his blessing to do so, but they are working together. Those members are, are working together and they're singing a lot of Prince songs, you know, um, mm-hmm. because they, because of course they are. So but I think I count them as the revolution, even though they're only they're only missing. Now, I wouldn't count them as Prince in the revolution, but I always thought that was a bad name for the band anyway. So I I would count them as the revolution.
2: Do they have songs that are just revolution or are they exclusively playing what they back when they were playing with Prince? Like are there song Uh, Wendy and Lisa? (laughs)
0: Um I uh, I mean I've not seen them in concert since so there's only three albums that were recorded as The Revolution. Okay. Um or maybe oh wow there's four. I, I didn't realize Parade was recorded as Prince and the Revolution, but it is. Um so there's four albums right. that were recorded as The Revolution and they appear to have not released an album since they came back together in 2016. Um Though I though I imagine it's entirely I I don't know because I've not seen them. I follow them on Facebook, but they've just if they were ever in Pittsburgh, I would probably go. Um, along with a bunch of other old people (laughs) and, and um, I don't know if they're singing Wendy and Lisa hits. Now, to be fair, there are no Wendy and Lisa hits. There are no Bobby Z hits there, you know, like there, there, there are songs that I might enjoy because I'm a fan, but like there, you know, purple rain is the song that you're there to hear. Right. Like, you know, and, and maybe, maybe little red Corvette or something. Right
1: so here's my question mm-hmm. if the revolution appears on stage with George, George Clinton are they now P-Funk mm,
0: hard one okay wait give me give me a, um there okay no, good question good question there I think it depends on what they're playing right if um because the revolution is so informed by P-Funk that if the revolution is on stage playing Atomic Dog they're the P-Funk all-stars they can't be yep. P-Funk they can be the P-Funk right, all-stars right, 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 <laughs> right. I, I have a specific roles in my head. Um, Now, if George Clinton goes on stage and very, very poorly sings lead on Purple Rain, because he (laughs) he doesn't have the voice for it. If he sings lead on Purple Rain with Lisa... Yeah, I think then they're George Clinton and the Revolution. I think that that is, I think that's enough to put them over, but only only while they're singing that song, like only while they're singing a Revolution song, they can be George Clinton and the Revolution. Any other time, they'd be they'd be P Funk All Stars. That's a really good question. I like that.
3: <laughs>
0: I cannot explain those rules. I I, I, I cannot for the life of me, explain those rules. But I think that like, if you ask me again in a year, I think I'm going to come up with the same rules (laughs) because because as a fan, as a massive fan of both groups, those rules make sense in my head. Mm -hmm. Let us know in the comments, if you're a fan of, of the P-Funk all-stars in any iteration or Prince bands in any iteration, because, okay, so I'll give you another example. I know enough about the history that the revolution, the counter revolution and the family are three different (sighs) bands that Prince fronted of which there's like 80% overlap, <laughs> but but they are different. They are different bands. And, and, and looking on the Wikipedia page that that's, I see, I thought parade was going to be a counter revolution album, but it's not, it's a, it's a revolution album. So they, it, there, I mean, it's largely just about what they wrote on the on the label, I guess, of the, when the album came out. But um, but but that's mm, that's an interesting question. Yeah,
1: I I think just in general, I think you know, most bands that are out there, you know, really successful, famous bands that have been around for a long time. Most of them have had multiple members. I, I think the things like Queen or the Beatles, and mm-hmm. and the Beatles had music had members before. But I, I think the bands that have been it's these four people, it's these five people. And it has been that consistently throughout their career. I really think Mm -hmm. that's the rarity. I, I think for the most part, band members are become interchangeable. Um, there are personalities that aren't interchangeable. Like the Cure has been around for 45, 50 years and it's Robert Smith and whoever else he's playing with. at the moment.
0: Nine Inch Nails, same thing. Nine Inch yeah, Nails is right. whoever, who, whoever happens to be standing behind Trent at that moment is Nine Inch Nails. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. I, I, I think that's true for, for most fans. Mm-hmm. Do um, mm-hmm. you, you have the exception to that? Like you right now, Motley Crue is, is talking about, um, uh, the, the guitarists, uh, McMars. Mars. Uh, the fact
0: that you played, had to work that hard proves the yeah, point. <laughs> yeah, right. right. No, I
1: did some of that's so I wasn't a big I, I'm I'm old and I have hoes in my brain. Uh, you know, Mick Mars is a founding member and he, he's in a Central Park band, but he's old. He's had back issues for years. He just can't tour anymore. They're having legal issues and in band fighting, which that band's had for years, but they're planning on touring with a guitarist by the name of John Five, uh, who played with Marilyn Manson and he, he's one of those superstar guitar god kind of guys. Um, and you know, is it Motley Crue without Mick Mars? Um, Motley Crue would say so. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> but there's, and but it is, it's, it's that thing of you replace one person they can still tour. It's still them. The fact that they hadn't replaced anybody for 40 years is remarkable. Um, I don't know what point I'm trying to make there. It's just like, I, I, I just <laughs> keep going through this whole every, you know, the Pixies have been touring with, uh, a, a new bass player as, uh, for several years and I think Paz has been part of the band and mm-hmm. probably has recorded more albums with the Pixies than Kim Deal did uh, but boy when you think of the Pixies you still think of Kim Deal mm-hmm. even though um, yeah.
2: I think a lot of those personalities the, the two guys, matter yeah
1: two guys playing with with Kiss in the roles of of Ace and Peter the the Spaceman and the Catman he had, Eric Singer, the drummer who's wearing the Peter Chris cat makeup has been with Kiss since the late 1980s. Uh, he was mm-hmm. with them in the non-makeup phase. He left the band when they briefly reunited with the original guys and then he came back. He has definitely played more shows, been with them longer than Peter Chris was. He's, I'm sure, played more shows with them by now. I think it's even possible he's played more shows with them in the makeup than than peter chris did. probably um, yeah
0: because chris has gone, gone a while
1: yeah and on on but he's on less recordings he he has done mm-hmm. less albums with them um but you know as long as it's gene and paul you can put anybody in those other two makeups and, and mm-hmm. they market is um, gene says you don't even need gene yeah and and, and they're talking about <laughs> that just the idea that yeah at, at, some, at some point the two of them will retire they'll replace them and and they'll keep the band going in perpetuity
0: because um, my understanding is that ace and peter disagree but gene yeah, loves well, money gene yeah. likes money a well, lot yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah he, he would absolutely let somebody put on his costume and makeup as long as he's still making money off of it uh, so.
0: um I, actually, Wayne, are you familiar with the kiss demon? Now I know you, I, I know you think I'm asking a different question than, than, than I actually am. So just, I want you to take a moment and just Google for yourself kiss demon space WCW.
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see if you, I, I just, without you knowing what this is, I just want to get your gut reaction on air to this question. Just the question is kiss demon WCW and then get yourself a Google image.
1: Wow. Dale Torborg, huh?
0: Yeah, Dale Torborg. <laughs> um, Dale Torborg is a professional wrestler who wrestled as the Kiss Demon. Entirely under the direction and the, the okay and the you know, I would like to collect money of this of, of wow. Gene Simmons. Um the when he first premieres, Kiss the Band in whatever incarnation it is, plays him to the ring, he comes out to kiss music, and he wrestled as the as the kiss demon. Wow. Essentially, a wrestler imbued with the spirit of the Kiss army That was yeah, the gimmick, and, yeah, that's and it
1: the gimmick. is wow. And yep. he made money off of it.
0: Yep. Uh-huh. So, so <laughs> is he part of Kiss? Is he the demon? <laughs> like, the, <laughs> my point being, my point being, Gene was alive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and, he, and he still licensed the image out
0: absolutely like stood on stage next to him if you look you can find pictures of the two of them together <laughs> in makeup with gene saying yeah this guy's gonna go out there and wrestle as me <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> Which is a weird... the, the, the the tour they're currently on they're saying is going to be the last one at least like Gene and, and Paul are saying they're they're going to be done. Uh, they're just getting too old to do it. We'll see. I mean, I've heard yeah. that from the Ramones and the Who and you know a million other bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're they're a marketing force more than anything else. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if at some point we just get an entire new iteration of Kiss with completely different people in the makeup and costumes.
0: Well, his kids there, right? Isn't his son in in Kiss currently?
1: No, son? He what, was he no. ever? I thought, okay, I thought no. he was. Huh? No. Okay. Now, I when I was in San Diego Con, he tried to his son tried to have a solo career and hey. release really music. And I I went to a party sponsored by mm. Radical Comics, which was publishing his comic at the time. And I saw Gene's son perform with Gene and the other two members of Kiss without Paul, but not in makeup. So they they they, they were yeah not in makeup. They they were his backup okay. band. And then halfway through the set, the three of them did like four Kiss songs.
0: Okay, so okay, all right. Hmm. So,
1: But you're talking about sons replacing people. Cheap Trick has been around forever. They they had a major falling out with their, their drummer, Bunny Carlos, um, and Rick Nielsen's son. Rick Nielsen is a guitarist. His son, Dax, has been playing drums and, and touring with them for 10, 12 years now. So, so there's a legacy thing. Um, his, his son just grew up around hmm. them, and now he's an official member of the band.
0: Well, Wolfgang Van Halen. Though that's, though that one's interesting because I believe Wolfgang actually says that the band is done he says Mm -hmm. there's no van halen without my dad so he's so when eddie died he's he's um he said that that's i mean they haven't toured since so yeah um and they don't have any new albums so he says it's over so i guess Mm -hmm. it's over (laughs) i mean we'll see until like i I mean i I mean quite cynically until wolfgang needs
1: money right yeah
0: Yeah, i mean (laughs) i don't know so and, and I do, he owns they, it, yeah.
1: And they, and they may do a Van. Hale. Well, and I'm sure Alex still has interest in the interest in, in the band, you know, not yeah. but like financial interest, and and say so in in terms of what I would imagine going on. Uh, I, I, I they're, mean, there yeah, yeah, I don't know. Where's the Van Halen All Stars?
0: Can, <laughs>
1: <laughs> can you cook? You, can you kick van, your uncle of a van? Van Halen, band? Van Halen yeah. and Co.
0: <laughs> I, well, okay, I mean, but but that's been a thing, right? We are talking about yeah. is to me, Van Halen in my head has David Lee Roth in it, right? That's yeah. the, that's the vision that I have of what Van Halen is. But I know, I understand very well that there are a large subsection of fans who think of the real Van Halen as a group with Sammy Hagar. Mm-hmm. Those people yeah. are wrong. They're fundamentally wrong. <laughs> no, but, but, no, but, no but, I mean, I get it. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm a man of a certain age, right? Mm.
2: I think part of it, too, right now is this conversation of the like legacy retirement tours where you have bands who did break up, said they weren't going to talk to each other. Twenty five years later, they're like, you know what? We could use a little bit of extra. Let's go on a tour Mm -hmm. and sing our tits. And so So you're talking about the Eagles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're referring to the Eagles.
3: (laughs)
2: Yes. Or (laughs) Rolling Stones is releasing a new album. Um, that's true yeah. again stones wouldn't be Rolling stones without mick Jagger and, and keith richards but whether they're really still touring as a band and they're like still who they've always been or this new idea of we're getting together yeah. for six months we can be nice to each other to be on a stage long enough for everyone yeah. to come see us and for you know <laughs> me to bring my teenage kid wow. to say look this is the greatest band ever yeah
0: i well oh, that's I, a, I, that's been but that's been mick and keith for like 40 years, right? Yeah, like we, I, we, just, we could put it with each other for six months and that's it. Right. Then we got to like go away for a couple.
1: I, I'm, I'm going to name drop for a, a second and, and also hype something. My current boss, uh, defense attorney, Eric Jackson-Lurie. Also, does a radio show with WRCT, the Carnegie Mellon radio station. And his focus on that show is a lot of you know, deep, deep cuts of classic rock kind of stuff. But he focuses on bands who are still recording that you don't know are still alive. Oh. And okay. he, he's playing, he's playing new album by the guess who he's playing new albums by Kansas he's, he's whoa playing. really
0: okay yeah. Yeah, I, have, I told you so you're joking I mean like you but but if you asked me I totally would have assumed everybody in Kansas was dead
1: no no and it's, it's, it's <laughs> a different, group, you know, different grouping of personalities and yeah. he's managed to do a of like zoom interviews or whatever for the show through him I have met and or talked to a number of these people we've talked about Angel was is, is one of them I, mean, I I talked to the guitarist and the singer on the phone just at the office um, before I, I saw them Uh, Within the last month, I've spoken with Artemis Pyle, the surviving member of Leonard Skinner. Um, and, And he talks about that very overtly in the most recent interview Eric did with him about, you know, I came on with Leonard Skinner in 1975. It was after. Playing Crash, you know, I, I was playing with original members of the band, but I'm not one of them. And now I'm the only person left from that group. And he talks right. about that, you know, just how it doesn't feel good to be the last surviving member, but he still tours with them. Uh, Talked to two of the guys in the Guess Who, the drummer and the guitarist, and the drummer is the only original member of the Guess Who left. Is it the guess who? He says so. You know, and, and then they're, they're recording. They put out an album this year. And, and same way with Kansas. you know, They were in town last year sometime. They were touring, promoting a new album. So there's more of that out there that I think most people are aware of. Just mm-hmm. These old rock stars who you can hear the hit they had in 1972, but they've really never stopped doing this just nobody plays them which is why he wants to do that you know the local classic rock stations are not going to play something from the new kansas album but here's carry on my wayward son for the eight millionth millionth time (laughs) right um so he's you know and and he's got a lot of response because he's actually playing this stuff
0: Mm -hmm.
1: well the temptation
0: the temptations are still are still together there's one original member, Otis. He's eighty-one years old. Their last album was in twenty
1: mm-hmm. at at that same <laughs> at that same show at San Diego Con where I saw Gene Simmons' son and then the members of Kiss, I saw the Ike and Tina Turner band without either Ike or Tina. What wow. I saw okay. was I no,
3: there
1: was there was there were new members, but the the entire brass section was the original Ike and Tina Turner band brass section. Oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. And the woman singing was another of Ike's exes. Okay. Who was doing her her best Tina Turner impression. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, they they didn't call themselves the Ike and Tina band, and I forget what they called themselves. They
0: absolutely should have called themselves the Ike Yeah,
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. like, Like the drummer and the brass section were the originals, and it was really cool to see that. Wow, that's cool. awesome! Yeah. <laughs> I also saw carrot carrot top at that show, but that's a whole other
3: story. <laughs> that's quite
2: a quite a grouping.
1: Yeah, it, it was it was quite a night. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think we've resolved nothing at carrot yeah, top. We'll <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, we resolved nothing.
3: It's
1: a good place to end this.
0: I, uh, I, I, I don't know though. It's a, it's a lot of weird questions, and and I don't know yeah. if we've answered the question for anyone. I think the answer is. It depends. I think you really nailed it, Wayne, when you're like probably more bands have turnover without anybody noticing or caring than not. Right. Like, I think that what makes it a question is those few bands that hit so hard that you're like, no, the, you know, Van Halen is, in fact, Van Halen is a really good example. Van Halen is these guys with David Lee Roth, and I feel that way because David Lee Roth's version of of Van Halen is notable to me, and I mostly notice it in comparison to the Sammy Hagar version, right? Like, that's Mm -hmm. what makes people, like, just that there's a conversation, because, again, seriously, name another guy in Nine Inch Nails. I dare you. Yeah. Like, like, how do you do, how do you even do that, right?
1: Like, it's, so I think it must and, be and that with, right? the, with the caveat that there are 90 snails fans who would be able to do that you know it, I'm sure it, yeah i'm sure there's somebody yeah. listening to us right, right now who is
0: like no right. I, can, I can name four right but but i yeah. can't and i didn't yeah. you know and i'm yeah. and, and nor do i care like i don't i'm i'm too lazy to even go to the wikipedia page and find out mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so i, I don't so, so i think it, it depends right just for yeah. half a
2: second to give you the the flip side of that conversation you think about the band Division. As soon as a band member dies, uh-huh. they stop Joy Division and they become New Order. It's basically yeah. the same members minus the one person who died. That was yeah. a conscious on their part. They can never yeah. ever go back and do Joy Division because they're missing a member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can listen to Gender New Order like their music because it's basically the same thing. But for them, mm-hmm. they got really strong distinction. It's a combination mm-hmm. Mav, of of the fan base. And, yeah. and whether or not there's no. Yeah. More members of Nine Inch Nails. And, and, but also and that's a really good the example. Band says yeah, the band says mm-hmm. no. This is who we are. It doesn't matter what you think as fans. We are still. KISS, regardless of how many original members are still there.
0: Mm -hmm. So we talked about Rockstar in excess at the same time that Rockstar in excess was on the air, there was another reality show basically doing the same thing called Are You the Girl, which was originally marketed as we are replacing Lisa Lopez in TLC. So T-Boz and Chili were looking for a new bandmate. And the commercials said that. And there are some of the confessional interviews from the cast talk about what an honor it would be to replace Left Eye. But... Very clearly during the filming of it, I guess T Boz and Chili decided we're not cool with this. You're not replacing our friend. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> yeah. so like, ha- so like, like the show sort of in the midst of it changes from you get to be the new member of TLC to you get to perform with TLC. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 like it's in it's it's very obvious throughout the course of the season that you know that some things were shot and edited in before and after to pin it to tell you know what the story is they're trying to take and then the woman who wins does not become a member of TLC she does go on tour with them but she does not become a member and to this day TLC is now a duo they have released I don't know how on how you look at it. They've released two albums since Left Eye died, but Left Eye is on the first one because she had recorded half the tracks. Like some, mm-hmm. so half the songs have her on them, and half of them don't because she had just recorded some of the stuff already. And then that was in two thousand two. And then they don't release another album until like two thousand seventeen or sixteen or something like that. So they take fifteen years off. Um, and then they decide, no, we still have things to do. And they're just TLC is just two people now. Yeah.
1: So well, and the um, I'm gonna go back. to stones for for a minute there's also you know, with them touring you know the, all the promotion like bill wyman the original bass player left in in the 90s and they just never replaced him in any of the promo photos from that point on it was the four guys but there are background musicians like you know saxophonist and keyboardist and background singers some of them who have been touring with the stones for yeah, for ever. decades
3: Mm-hmm. who oh, are yeah. never
1: officially considered a Rolling Stone. And I just saw, yeah, they're recording a new album. And you, Charlie Watts passed away the summer before last. I, I saw them on that tour right after he passed away. And he had already said he wasn't doing that tour. So they had a new drummer who wasn't Charlie, uh, but he wasn't a Rolling Stone. And I've seen some promotional photos for this new album, and it's three of them. Yeah, so there's like none, n- just no acknowledgement of anyone other than these iconic members no matter how, you know, you could have been their keyboardist for 30 years and you're not Rolling Stone in any of the mm-hmm. promo photos. So and I, I get um, so, so much of right. that is a marketing thing as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Salt and Pepper, uh, a band that I love. Salt and Pepper has had three members almost their entire time. There's been yep, Salt, yep, Peppa and Spinderella. Or, or uh, Spinderella. Spinderella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spinderella got, got fired last year. Um, Nobody knows why, Um, but Salt and Peppa started making performances without spin and people started asking spin why she wasn't there. And she, the, the way she answered it was, I got, apparently I got fired. Apparently I can be fired from this band that I thought I was a part of, <laughs> you know, like, yep. like learning, like she basically, uh, she says she didn't know that she wasn't an equal member. Until you know twenty twenty two, when suddenly it's she wasn't.
1: Spin, it's right there in the name. Yeah,
0: Salt, Peppa, and <laughs> everybody always said Salt and Peppa and Cinderella, but no, the band was called Salt and
1: Peppa. <laughs> what, what, and who, so, who, who, who are the Sex Pistols? Is Sid, is Sid Vicious a Sex Pistol? He's not on the album.
0: Ooh, ooh. We—that's—that's I mean, that's a callback to last episode. That's yeah. a good question. I mean, Sid Vicious is the most—is the most famous of the Sex Pistols but uh, good point i don't know yeah yeah,
2: yeah.
1: He, he wasn't a sex pistol until after that was when and when McGuire... i was in
2: when i was in high school
1: yeah no, school,
2: i went when i was in high school and saw public image limited pill had mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. no idea until probably 20 years later just wasn't aware that <laughs> yeah. the lead singer is johnny rotten because <laughs> yeah. he didn't present himself right. that way when he was performing with pill yeah
3: yeah
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> So,
1: <laughs> I don't, don't know. Resolve
0: nothing. <laughs> we resolved nothing.
1: <laughs> so, 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 Mav, Mav, on this podcast, is it still the Vox podcast if we don't have all of our hosts here? I mean, yes. <laughs> um, so, okay. No,
0: well, well, I mean, because so very infrequently, do we have all five of the hosts on the show? Yeah. Um, extremely infrequently by design. Um, mm-hmm. but here's a question. If we ever did a show where none of us were here, what would it would be, it be? Yeah. And if we, if we just released it on this channel, would it still be Vox
1: Popcast? Um and, um, and our, and our Mav and Steph and Chemmers and Nicole, unofficial members of the band because they've all been on it so often. <laughs>
0: Well, you said Mav, and I, I, I hope I am, no, but even like, yeah. Marcel, I, Steph, I know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah but, Steph, yeah, Steph well,
0: and Marcel. Well, okay, so I, I don't can, – so can we pull back the curtain a little bit? So when we originally came up with this idea, um, Wayne and Katya and I um, were the the original three hosts, and it was originally our idea that nobody would be on every episode. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Including, I mean, I've and I've been on most of them. There's a few that yeah. I haven't been on. But the idea was we wanted to have a completely rotating panel because it was supposed to very much approximate academic conferences where there's nobody who's on every academic conference and it was actually Max who does our theme song who stopped us from doing that like the plan was you know um, some combination of the the three of us were going to do the first several episodes and then we were going to put together panels with random people that you know where there was no regular host and Max basically convinced us to not do that because he said no for continuity we needed to have voices that like he wanted personalities that Mm. were part of the show right like so max was very much like no i want to listen to some semblance of you guys that's why i'm listening and so so, so we're so that's right and so
1: then it suddenly just became me having this job of being on every week (laughs) we're we're the chris maverick all-stars at this point (laughs) (laughs) oh god no
3: (laughs) mav
2: your statement exactly is what we're talking about it's about continuity and personalities Exactly what yeah, you just right. said to describe yourself, yep. and that's about the band: yeah. continuity and personalities.
0: Yeah,
1: yep. so, absolutely. absolutely. So you can
0: so you can blame Maximilian of for music, a band which has no other members. <laughs> 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 anyway, Jenny, thank you for coming yes. on again. It's been yeah. too long. Yeah, yep. come thanks, back Jenny. whenever you great. want. Yeah. Is really there anything you would promote? I mean, you you obviously you obviously do a lot of work uh, with music, but is there anything you'd like to promote? <laughs>
2: um i have i'm working on different things but nothing really to promote the only thing is just my instagram is probably the most active tape history uh, just about cassettes and nostalgia and mixtape it's pretty
0: much everything thank you thank you once again uh, and we will link that in the show wayne anything you want to plug Oh, uh, nah. <laughs> uh, you did think you you did think hard of it about it for like you know almost half a second that time. So I was, you know, I, I'm I'm impressed. You're you're growing.
1: <laughs> At some point, I'll have something new to promote. I hope. Yeah.
0: Anyway, as always, you can follow me on this. This part of the show is hard to do because I had like such a flow going. But on Twitter I'm not calling it the other thing, or Facebook or Instagram, or I guess, Blue Sky or Threads, or I don't you know, I'm on all the social medias at Chris Maverick. You can follow the show right now, just on Twitter and Facebook, and when the dust settles, we'll figure out other stuff, but the show is at Vox Popcast or you can follow the show's blog at www.voxpopcast.com where you can find out what we're talking about next week. Who knows what that's going to be. I actually have lost track. Um oh, yeah. you know what I forgot? I forgot the plug. I just I just remembered I am also working on a book that I am editing a book for McFarland Press on superheroes and we've been I've been getting people have been submitting abstracts so if you're an academic who has thoughts about Batman supporting cast and please submit an abstract to me for my edited collection, Batman also starring, which I'm, I'm putting together. You still got about a month and a half to get abstracts for that. Um, so I'd appreciate that. If you enjoy the show and we certainly hope you do, then please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or, um, actually there is no Stitcher anymore. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or I don't know, Let's say Google Play, sure, um, Pandora, wherever the hell you get podcasts from, and do us a favor, leave us a five-star review. If you leave us the five-star review, especially on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, that boosts the algorithm, makes us more popular, and really helps us out. I would like to thank Maximilian of Thoughtform Music. Is it a pen? Is it platform without Max? Mm, let's see. <laughs> For our epic theme song, building ever so more epically and playing us out. I'd once again like to thank Jenny for joining us. I'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.
3: Bye. 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 Thanks.